Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. The key to faking out the parents is the clammy hands. It's a good non-specific symptom. I'm a big believer in it. A lot of people will tell you that a good phony fever is a dead lock, but uh, you get a nervous mother, you could wind up in a doctor's office. That's worse than school. You fake a stomach cramp, and when you're bent over, moaning and wailing, you lick your palms. It's a little childish and stupid, but then so is high school. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. Look, I can give you every assurance, Mr. Rooney, that Ferris is home and he is very ill. In fact, I debated whether or not I should even leave him. Right! Pardon my French, but you're an asshole! Bueller? 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 Well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And I'm Colt Movie Mark. Colt Movie Mark is here, which means it is time for our monthly movie cocktail episode. You're going to notice the lack of a voice that is not here on, on, on your microphone in the ear holes for you. It's Rob. Unfortunately, Rob will no longer be on the podcast. Interestingly enough, a pack of dingoes that uh, had some vendetta against Rob had swam across the Pacific Ocean, traversed the entire continent of North America, went straight to New Jersey, and wow. ate them. He's dead. It was a closed casket. What are the odds? What are the odds? We miss you, Rob. We 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 do miss you, Rob. And it's so hard to, to say, say goodbye, goodbye to my homie. Never had one lesson. Beautiful send-off. So, <laughs> Rob is very much alive. Just life got in the way. You know how it is when you got family and you know kids and That's kids life, have mate. activities and stuff. Absolutely. So Rob will no longer be joining us for movie cocktails. So uh, our our you know our quattro has now become the three amigos, and then we will be. I thought we were the three musketeers. Three? Nah, I like the amigos right. better. Okay. You know because that way. Okay. We're infamous, which yeah. means more than famous. We are the Mexican <laughs> knockoff of Epic Film Guys, so it's just... <laughs> I'll take that. It just rolls with so, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's where we are. Uh, no, so now uh, we, we do have a movie cocktail this week. This was the category that came from our patrons. It is 80s teen comedies. The category was selected by our patrons. Uh, we did put up three movies that were uh, out there on Twitter, on a Twitter poll, and you guys all voted. So it broke down like this. In Dead Last was... Jay with Risky Business. That doesn't mean Risky Business is a bad movie. I would love to come back to it someday. Yeah. But guess what? I don't think I even voted for my own movie this time around. <laughs> Surprisingly, we've done, and, and this is amazing, because we've done, oh God, this is like close to like the 20th or 30th some movie cocktail that we've done, mm. and we have not ever touched a cocktail for the movie cocktail. Mm. 
How do you even get that would have to be like some acrobatic ass shit. Like we would have to like videotape us making it where like we're just throwing bottles and breaking them because they're all prop bottles. I mean, there's nothing really in those yeah. bottles. Uh, and then we make the cocktail. But surprisingly, we never touch cocktails. Maybe someday we'll have to come back for like a, an 80s uh, Tom Cruise like off at some point one day we it'll, it'll come it'll come it'll come many a categories to get through uh so that was in dead last uh risky business then was my choice the breakfast club which you know would have been a whole lot easier to make a cocktail for let me tell you you can theme breakfast stuff around anything <laughs> uh but it was in second place i believe it had 29 percent of the votes and the majority of the votes went to mark's film which was ferris bueller's day off yes. Woo! And that is 100% the best John Hughes movie. It is the it's pinnacle. Uh, it's the pinnacle of teen comedies. It's it my is. It's, it's, my, it's my favorite. It's probably my top 20 of all time kind yeah. of films. I easy, love, easy. I, you I know? love this movie. Love this movie, yeah. Love this movie. Uh, and I was actually really excited to talk about because there's a ton of stuff to like dive into here yeah. like h- how how the script was written uh you know just how john hughes works to the characters themselves you know cameron it's a very ferris sloan it's mm. very unique my favorite character the pedo himself playing edward rooney <laughs> edward rooney oh my god ed you sounded like dirty harry right there <laughs> <laughs> He was in everything back then. He, he was in everything back then. Beetlejuice. He yeah. was in this. And, you know, let's just stop naming things just there. Howard the Duck. Howard the <laughs> Duck. Howard. Which we did talk about on this show. We did. We did do a movie cocktail for Howard the Duck. So we got that one. Yeah, so we got that down. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Let's go around the horn, man. Let's talk about everyone's first experience with this, if you can remember back that far. Or hmm. let's talk about, let's just talk about overall feelings on the film. Because talking about your first experience, this is one of those movies that's such a classic. You, you will see it so many times it's yeah. hard to pinpoint exactly when the first time you. was it is it's ingrained in you i remember my first time tell, you know. tell us more. well good for you okay, well, yeah i mean i was a, i was a fair good for you <laughs> i was a ferris virgin how at was one it point. for you uh it was good so i was actually working at blockbuster when i first saw oh, this i really? had gone like my entire like you know adolescence and teenage years without mm-hmm. seeing it i was wow. like i was like wow, okay. 17 or 18 years old and yeah i remember like talking about john hughes movies and i was a big fan of the breakfast club had saw that early on in my in my teen years so i you know someone's like and this is probably the first time i even heard like it's john probably hughes. my brother <laughs> no i don't think it was i, oh, I think okay. this was someone like at blockbuster okay. oh, i was just like, like someone who came in yeah yeah and like and like they were like wait have you ever seen any of other uh, any other john hughes films i was like john who John what? <laughs> Who's that? And it, like you know, then they start. They probably looked up. at you like, yeah. and you work. Oh, you didn't here? know. You work here. Yeah. You really didn't know. <laughs> no, I really didn't oh, know okay. at the time. So like, and then like, I went through like the pantheon of his films. Found out that like some of the movies that like I really loved and mm-hmm. had seen a, a bunch of times were actually written by him. You Home know, they're alone. not all directed by him. Home <laughs> yeah. Alone, right? Uh, the Great Outdoors. Yeah, lots uh, of great ones. You know, lo- lots of great ones. Uh, she's having a baby. Not so planes, great. trains, and uh, automobiles. Planes, yeah. trains, and automobiles. Like we can just go yeah. on and on and on about John Hughes, but it, it calls me to go through like like all the all his films and just sure. start checking them out and i got the ferris bueller's day off and it definitely stands out above the other ones because a lot like trains planes and automobiles it has it has a lot of like fantasy elements to mm-hmm. it where you're not really quite sure yeah. what's real like you think about trains planes and automobiles, well, it, they're having the visions when they're on the road and stuff it, like it, that he sees john candy yeah. as the devil and yeah. like all that stuff it's very it breaks some walls There's some surreal moments yeah yes. it's very cartoonish and stuff mm-hmm. like that and and you know i mean that's what ferris is a fucking cartoon character it's almost like a looney tune-esque yeah. film yeah. in some ways I, was, I love when the main character uh speaks to the camera as well like in wayne's world like he does I that do. And, and certain movies are are, are able to pull 
that off, obviously, yeah, like and some aren't. Wall, but like you know, yeah. it's it. But it does take a certain actor, movies can pull a certain it, actor to pull that off. As movies well. can oh, pull yeah. it off if they sell you on a character that can yeah. pull it off. Right. Like and Matthew Broderick was so essential to this. And that's like, what John Hughes said as well. Exactly. Like if, oh, yeah. if you did it all working, you know, if you there was a lot of great actors that were up for this role. I mean, there was. We'll talk. Know, we'll talk about that. But on, we'll get down there on the back end. Yeah. But yeah. like, if you didn't like Ferris as a character yeah. in the first five minutes, it wouldn't work. When he starts talking to the camera, mm-hmm. you would be annoyed. You yeah. would, you know, if, if, if same thing with like Zach Morris, you know, <laughs> like if, oh, it's very, very, very <laughs> Zach Morrisy, you, you know, in a lot of ways. But like when you think about it, like, well, the Jay, first this is five the, minutes, this is the prototype for Zach yeah. Morris. Sure. No, exactly. <laughs> You're right. You're right. This Time they, out. they are inspired. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, they're inspired from this movie, 100. <laughs> percent Um, you're right. Absolutely. And 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 hence I love Zach Morris. But <laughs> yeah. so even with the first five minutes, he's not even speaking really. Yeah. You know, but it, it is almost like he's kn- doing things that we all did when we were fucking kids, so we can relate to it. And, yeah. And or at least even all it takes is one little thing. It is almost like you know him from the very beginning of the movie, which is right. why it works. He was as good at faking sick like as as I was. <laughs> like I, I wasn't like I aspired to that. I and I could never get. You know, yeah. I mean, I was so like I. I mean, I always. I used to put the thermometer into the heater. I thought I was pretty cool with I, that. I that got was pretty much the extent. I got my- headaches a lot as a kid. So like. <laughs> yeah. You know, faking a headache there, there's no symptoms for that your head just hurts but yeah, yeah. i mean i would get headaches head, a lot yeah. so i had to like i had to play like this careful balance of like d- do i really have a headache today how do i act when i have a headache my mom gets migraines so i used to watch how she acted and then do the same thing and then she would relate and that's like yeah mm. you know the, the punchline is you do it too much though yeah. and then when you actually do have a migraine and there's daggers <laughs> in your eyes and your mom makes you go to school and you wind up throwing up in the middle of class because well, you, you cried wolf oh. <laughs> cried wolf too many times that happened yeah <laughs> That happened to me. It before. sounds very specific. Yeah. Two <laughs> yeah. uh, so years I mean, of therapy for that one. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I used to be. I used to be really good. I remember, like, I faked being sick once, and this is this is true. I faked being sick. I've done it once or twice, and <laughs> I got away with it. I wish I. Did. I got. I got the day I off. Got, I got away with. I, day, did, yeah. I did the. You mas- had your own day off. I did the masturbation contest. I wasted mine. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I think I got up to like a respectable eight times. Well, not, at that age, I mean, not bad. It was, you know, not bad. I was young. I was like yeah. eight uh, times. I was like fourteen. Yeah, that's doable. So I hadn't actually seen a movie yet. Um, and then, you know, what wound up happening though was like the next day I woke up feeling like shit and I had a legit fever this time. I had a legit what, jerking so- off too much. I, yeah, exactly. Probably. <laughs> I had a legit sore throat and you dehydrated yourself, Dave. You, you removed all the, blue, the bodily exactly fluids out of your system. So like, <laughs> so my mom, like eventually after like the third day, my mom's like, we better go get this checked out. I go to the doctor and here, like I had, I had strep throat. <laughs> I had, I had faked sick into giving myself actual strep throat. And, Damn. And, and and here's what happened. Like, I actually had a sore throat, tried to fake sick weeks before that. Uh, it, it didn't work. I actually had to go to school. Then the sore throat went away. And then all of a sudden, I start feeling, I, you know, I, I start feeling fine. And then I get sicker. And then mm. I found out that's what happens with strep throat when, when it, it kind of goes away and the infection goes away from your throat and goes into your bones and your joints. And then it becomes streptococcus. Uh. <laughs> And I had to take a very special uh, antibiotic to get rid of it. It was it was a good time. It was like having an STD just from jerking off one day. <laughs> wow, that's Mm-mm-mm. impressive, actually. It is. So uh, I did have my own day off, and I wasted it. Uh, but I didn't have a cool friend like Cameron who had a yeah. uh, who had a. Well, I don't know if Cameron was cool, but Cameron's cool. His dad was cool. Cameron Ferrari. Cool. Cameron's cool. well in this well, day and age. Cameron's he's cool. a different kind of cool. <laughs> so anyway, I I fell in love with this movie yeah. uh, after watching it for the first time. I, I love you know it's available on Netflix right now. By the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it in a while, well, Netflix shill over here. It's, oh, no <laughs> excuse. Go watch it right it's now. It's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, Jay, your thoughts. 
thoughts on it? Anything you want to uh, relate um, to? Well, just hundred percent how it changes. You know, the older you get, you get more and more out of it. You get more and more jokes from it. You get to side with Cameron more because when I was a fucking kid, I, I really didn't care about Cameron that much. I didn't really follow his storyline more until I got older. Right. I, and maybe because I, I saw it when I was older, but I've always related to Cameron. Oh, more. I've always been Cameron. Well, <laughs> because I'm well, a, be, well, because I am. Ca- well, right. I'm a dark horse. I, like I'm, <laughs> I can see. I got the daddy issues like Cameron does. Yeah. Right. So that's how I related. I go, to str- I go, my, my brain goes strange places. Like I've been on the edge of a diving board, staring into the crystal blue water. <laughs> just going, what does it feel like? Let's <laughs> find. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> Maybe someone will save me. <laughs> Maybe Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. <laughs> but I just absolutely adored his confidence and unpredictability and, right. and fun and just the humor of it all. So and, here's and things I can relate here's to. Here's what I'm realizing. Ferris Bueller would be like your Tyler Durden. <laughs> like <laughs> hmm. like sure. it, yeah, because he sure. is he is in every way charismatic that you are not. I mean that's just one hundred percent true. Yeah, uh, and he takes he takes the risk, and he doesn't know when the when when the gambit is up, mm. and he just keeps it he going. Keeps pushing it. It yeah. keeps going. Have a good time. Yeah, so. I mean this is what Danny Ocean was like when he was when he was a teenager. Uh, he, he doesn't exactly. know he doesn't know when it's over, but when to turn it off, and it's just always on. And I, and there's something that's lovable about that and exhausting too. And exhausting, right? Like, can you imagine dating him? Could you imagine? <laughs> but you can see that with his girlfriend even sometimes. Like she actually, um, she there's, like, there's small little moments where you see that she's like she knows that he's exhausted right, and she he's relates to Cameron he relates to Cameron very Exa- much like yeah. when yeah. Yeah. Cameron was yeah. trying to tap that shit yeah. was <laughs> Cameron was trying to tap anything that dude anything. needed to get laid anything he just that, looked yeah. like it yeah just just the actor looked he like needed he to needed to get laid yeah. <laughs> it was, but he didn't get laid 29 years old playing well, an 18 year old come on he didn't get laid until he was on Spin City wow Callbacks <laughs> to a show from the 1990s oh, that I, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that. Michael yeah, J. Fox. I that yeah. show. It was a great show. Then, Slash Charlie Sheen. Let's just talk about that for the rest yeah, of the Then Yeah, then Parkinson's just stole. Just, just oh. one of our great. I never actors. got into that show. What, Spin City? I right, know it's getting dark. I mean, I don't know if it holds I up. Mean, I know I'll of the honest, show. I, I just never watched it. I haven't seen it since the late Bostwick? 90s. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I gotta see it. Now. Yeah, see I'm it. Just saying. I. <laughs> You never, nothing against seen... it nothing against okay. it I just, I just never I never saw it I mean I turn knew on, of it turn on any channel at like 2 in the afternoon oh the boy on. Which, right. what network <laughs> I don't know Mark <laughs> Ferris Bueller's day off man uh, first off this is your first time winning in season 2 is it not uh, no, I'm the one that hasn't won yet. I think consider? you won, or maybe once. Well, I won how many wins once. do I have total? Two Early. or three? Three. I don't. Know. You won with Howard the Duck. Howard, yes, last season. That's my claim to fame. Yeah, and, uh, Howard the Duck. That was, was like one season one. There was one other one. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure, but any. Yeah, I uh, didn't really expect to win. I thought you would win this one with Rob gone. You actually have a chance of like catching up. <laughs> I'm at three. Well, you so. know, I don't care about yeah. that, but I just pick movies that I like, and I honestly, this is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, this movie. Let me tell you what I used to do. So I used to, when I would stay home sick from school, and I'd actually be sick because I wasn't smart enough to actually fake being sick. That right. Would, that would have been really smart. But um, I would, you know, when I was actually sick and I was staying home from school. If only as early 30-somethings, we could look like we do every day when we were 16 trying to uh, fake sick, right? <laughs> man, <laughs> like what we, I would give. Now. We look haggard right now. <laughs> and like, if we could just borrow the crow's feet uh, in the bag you, you you under all of our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, we, you look back, you're like, wow, you should have probably done something. Thing sure time, something but, dumb, something but what I time. did instead Dave just trying to break Jay. your eight time record never beat it never beat it <laughs> never beat well it. I did that of course but also what I would do is I would stay home and from school and I would watch this movie I would just lay in my bed 
sick, my mom would bring me whatever, mm-hmm. something, soup or something, uh, uh, you know, tea maybe. And I just sit there in my bed and watch this movie every time. Every time I was sick, I would watch this movie. Which now seems like a waste, but at the time, it does. At the time, it seemed like the best idea. And I, you know what? The I most had a, famous I had a great, line. I had a great. The most famous time. line of the movie is that life moves pretty fast. <laughs> well, you know, I, <laughs> you my know? life does revolve around movies, so I guess it makes sense. So yeah, but uh, no, I mean, I it was honestly I had a great fucking time with it, and I loved it every time. And uh, you know, it wasn't the only thing I did. It's only what a two-hour movie or something like that. But it's less than that. Uh, yeah. yeah, less than that. So, but it was part of my ritual when I stayed home. So uh, this movie does mean a lot to me just for that. If I had seen the movie, yeah. I would have walked around my house just going. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like I know exactly what you're talking about. There's so many, like Jay was saying, memorable. Like there's so many memorable parts of it, and uh, just quotable lines and things like that. So I never got sick of watching it. Let's put it that way. And Fair enough. Even oh, this, this is like a desert island type movie almost. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's infinitely it's a fun movie. Too. Infinitely because quotable. It, infinitely washable. Yeah. You know? And it has its moments. It has its dramatic moments. It yeah, has it is, its there's levity. There's more to it than just. You yeah. Know, it's not just like with slapstick. Cameron it's and not the, just his dad corny stuff. So real quick before we and jump, it has a musical number. Before we jump, it does. It does. And <laughs> I a couple. Yeah. A couple. Actually. It's always been like a, pro- a thing that I had a problem with because because that's that's the moment for me where where reality and fantasy are blending so fucking hard. That oh, it's, it's definitely like, a fantasy. Though. And I was like, oh god, I don't know what's real in this movie anymore. Once the but entire what, city I, starts, dancing. but that's what makes it so epic. So you know? right before before we get into the cocktail and the ingredients and everything like that, I have to know from you guys: Have you ever skipped school, and what did you do with your day off? And I don't mean like faking sick and staying home and stuff like that. Have, did you ever skip school, Jay? Did you ever take a day off and just skip? <sighs> Unfortunately, I did not. Ah, uh, was a pussy. Mark, did you ever skip? Uh, did you ever skip school? Did you ever take a day skip? Again, it? I am a Cameron, so no, no. Oh man, that. so so on senior skip day, like it's obviously tradition for all seniors to skip school. Oh well, uh, yeah, I skipped. Yeah, okay, I didn't... skipped that day and I played golf. That okay. was it. Nothing crazy. <laughs> God, you just <laughs> nothing. No Caddyshack moments. <laughs> no. 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 Good looking kid. Oh, Jesus. Look at I know why Tiger eat the young. <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't skip on senior skip day. I actually went to school because I knew that that was going to be a breezy, easy day. You're just going to sit in school. You're going to shoot the shit all day. No one's going to do anything all that day because there's no one in classes. Mr. Smarty Pants. Exactly what happened. So then the next day, me and all my friends skipped school. We went to the beach and everything like that. And then uh, I got stuck there. All my friends, I walked off. I did like the thing where you're just like, I'm going to go peruse the beach and stuff like that. Came back. Must have walked like definitely like a half mile further than where we were. Everybody fucking left me. And I was like, the fuck? And they're like, dude, we thought you just like caught a ride home or like you were getting late or something. I was like, look at me. (laughs) Fucking look at me. You think I just perused down the fucking beach in Wildwood and and, and I got random ass in the middle of the day? You think that's what happened? At that age, you were a stud lacrosse player. I was. I was. uh, But I still had back hair, so... (laughs) That's a turn on for it, some it, girls. It wasn't happening. I looked like you have a woman to sign a contract for that back hair. Right. I, I, All right. I, I, I looked like the don't off- forget it, Dave. I looked like the offspring <laughs> of, of like of like Robin Williams. Like at that time, <laughs> it's like is that, is that muscle there? And it's like there's a very little bit. You just got to get through the curls. <laughs> you got to get through the short curls. Just Someone's got to be into that. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up having to like call a friend to like literally drive all the way down to Wildwood. And, and, yeah. To, to, to pick me up yeah and and like he was the type of friend that was like 
you know, gas money, please. And it's like, fucking shit. So I had to like give him $60 to get my ass home. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just, it was just a nightmare. I did wind up getting home like in time for dinner and stuff like that. I don't think my parents knew. They know now, obviously listening to this, but it's not like I did anything crazy. Uh, I think we did, uh, this is where I learned the trick, Jay, that we use now. When we go to the beach, you, you take blue zombie and you pour it into a Gatorade bottle. And that's what you take onto the beach to drink. That's what we did on my senior skip day. And, uh, so I'd like to think at least I took one day off and well, did something meaningful with one. it. Yeah, at least I had that one. And meaningful, I guess, is a, is a terrible word. Uh, I, I did something. <laughs> yeah, more than masturbation. <laughs> more than so masturbation. That was good. Uh, so let's get into our, our our drink this time around. So because all of us tend to be more of Cameron's, we kind of felt like maybe Cameron got the short end of the stick in this movie. And we wanted to pay a little bit of homage to Cameron mm-hmm. with our cocktail. So the cocktail is Cameron's Day Off. Uh, and what it is, is it's two ounces of bourbon barrel aged rum. You, you could probably get away with like a, a, a medium brown rum, uh, anything. But you, you do want to look for something that is barrel aged, something with a little bit of a smoky profile, because uh, that's kind of like the little bit of a flavor we're going for. Then you're going to add in two ounces of cran raspberry juice and a half ounce of lime juice. One quarter ounce of grenadine syrup. You're going to shake that in a shaker uh, with ice and then strain it into a glass. Then you're going to take an orange twist, an, uh, uh, an orange peel. You're, you're going to cut you're, you're going to cut an orange twist out of the peel. You're going to twist it. And after you twist it, you're going to want to burn the white part of it. So you're going to take a Be lighter. Be very careful, people. Yeah, not to burn your fingers, but you are going to burn the white part of that. And you're going to twist it again. And you're going to let na- the, the now cooked smoky oils you're going to rub them a little bit on the tip of your glass but you're also going to try to let that oil drip into into the drink and believe me this all goes into making the profile for the drink Uh, and then you are going to take the rest of that twist you're actually going to wrap it around a a thyme branch so you're going to take a little bit of thyme and and you're going to wrap that around this you're going to put that in the drink and you're going to actually light the thyme on fire now too you're going to want to you're going to want to let it get smoky you're gonna want to let it get a little embered and when you when you take it i mean come on you guys smoke weed you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> once it's done you, you you take the flame off you blow on the time a little bit you let the embers grow just a little bit and you let it get a little bit smoky don't worry the smoke will go away your smoke detectors won't go off it, it dissipates pretty quickly you top that with a little bit of uh fresh raspberries and you serve your drink and what it does is because of the barrel aged rum and the the smoked orange peel and the the smoked thyme, thyme yeah. you get like a really nice smoky flavor you're also going to garnish a very unique smoky right. kind of flavor not something that you would initially expect right so you're, you're also going to garnish with a, with a lime wheel so what is all this getting to well first off the drink is red just like cameron's dad's porsche and the lime wheel ferrari it, i'm sorry just like cameron's dad's ferrari and you're going to garnish with the lime wheel which is the wheel of the full of the ferrari and the smoke it's like burning rubber man just like you know just like it's just a little bit representation for for Cameron. Not to mention Cameron wears a Red Wings jersey throughout the entire mm-hmm. film. So that's what it th- that's kind of what we're homaging to here is this is Cameron's day off. Mm-hmm. Uh yes. So it actually winds up being a pretty darn good drink if I say so myself. Jay, you thought the same? Yes, shockingly so. It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. I really thought it was going to turn out to be something completely different. And it really completely wowed me. It's it's certainly balanced in a way that I didn't think was even possible. 
um, and subtle, but yet you still get all of those little flavors that we just talked about and described in it. So I think this is one of those believe believe it believe it or not probably one of the most impressive cocktails that that, that came that has come up. I, I um, worry when you really think about it, and you break it down with all the different kind of cocktails and all the different kind of things going on with this. This is probably one of the most well-rounded, impressive cocktails. I worry when I start getting done. crazy like this. I'm like, all right, am I am I getting like too artisan, right? Because like, like uh, the Karate Kid cocktail. Well, you can look the, at it and say, look, it looks like a garden growing in the in a glass, it does. you know. But like, but at the same times like looks can be deceiving but it is that's the thing it's the op the, the it drink works. tastes the opposite of what it looks like yeah you know it literally does it's not as crazy as it looks this looks like a fruity drink it, it it's looks it's like so a fruity, it like well it like balanced <laughs> with this subtle, yeah it's it, it looks like a horrible old-fashioned wannabe or something i don't know who knows but like the point <laughs> is i, I highly recommend everybody to try this if you really want something really unique and really interesting and um, you're willing to give it a shot because it's going to take a lot of effort. Give this one a shot. Yeah. Mark, what did you think of it? Uh, I can definitely picture drinking this on your day off. For yeah, sure. So, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just a really like pleasant, fruity drink. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's it's fruity and smoky, which is kind of weird. The smokiness is, is what makes it, though. I think. I so I I want to say that uh, it balances it out. Usually, you know, we have like an author for the cocktail. This one was very much uh, a group effort because we were making this cocktail without Rob. Pretty much, this was supposed to be Rob's cocktail to make. This was going to be his category, um, and Rob was once a bartender, so he does come up with like really good ideas for cocktails at times. So we kind of had to just step in and fill the void this time. We did it together, it took guys. Three of us to equal one Rob. It took us. It took <laughs> Three of us equal one Rob. <laughs> well, we did all right though. I think came out came out pretty well. It's not too bad. I yeah. I really enjoy it. I'll, I'll post pictures. We're gonna do on- a lot more collaborations going yeah, forward, guys. Yeah. So. so we're gonna post this one online, and we will also put in the ingredients and the instructions on how to make it and everything. It'll go up on Twitter. It'll go up on the Instagrams. We'll drop lines for those at the end of the show. But we're not done yet. We got to go talk about the movie itself, not scene by scene, but go through some of our favorite scenes of the film. And then uh, towards the end, we will talk about some of the behind the scenes goodness and get into our next movie cocktail category. I'm so disappointed in Cameron. 20 bucks as he's sitting in his car debating about whether or not he should go out. calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Pardon my French, but Cameron is so tight that if you stuck a lump of coal up his ass, in two weeks you'd have a diamond. Cameron was in Egypt's land Let my Cameron go Alright, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This movie came out in 1986, written and directed by John Hughes. John Hughes. And obviously, we already talked about it. It stars Matthew Broderick, and it doesn't really, uh, uh, and, and Jeffrey Jones, big, big time in the 80s. Ben uh, Stein. Ben Stein. <laughs> Mueller. Who has like one scene with yeah. Mueller. Jeffrey Very Jones, memorable. Jennifer Gray. Uh, Mia Sarah. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's she, you know Charlie Sheen. It's something Charlie Sheen makes a small something. Cameo. D- Everyone shows up in this something. D O O economics, <laughs> voodoo, voodoo economics. <laughs> I love the puddle of drool that's just like <laughs> going across the desk as the kid is sleeping and stuff. It's perfect. Uh, the the first, the first I can relate to that because I used to be a big time desk sleeper. The, the first the first oh. half of this movie, not half the the first like act of this movie, is is very much like the high school 
experience, yeah. right? Like it was the part that I loved watching it sick when I would stay home because I was like, "This is what I'm missing." This yes. is what, yeah, this like, is it's, great. It very much, <laughs> it very much like is in this vein where like that is how you That's felt school about felt school, like. yeah, right. It, it's, I mean, now as adults, where we go, where we go to work, we have deadlines, we got shit we got to do, and we have all this frustration in life. You know, going to school would be a fucking blessing for us. I mean, think about it. Seven hours. <laughs> I don't know, man. It kind of sucks. You get a full hour of lunch and stuff. Yeah, it seems it like lunch. it's super easy. All you got to do is sit there and copy notes off of the nerdy kid. It and- still sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you watch this and it's like, it it is the worst yeah. thing. to comp- Like, these kids all look like they're being tortured. <laughs> but you also get, like, the sense of how the entire school and how everybody feels about Ferris. Yeah. Everybody with the exception of two people. His sister... Uh, played by Jennifer Grey and the principal Edward Rooney, Edward mm-hmm. Rooney, played by Jeffrey Jones. So it's it's a fun look at high school, but also like a very like like the whole rest of the movie, a very fantasy look at things mm-hmm. as well. Everything's like hyper hyper realized. Right, school of, yeah. is not that surreal. Well, and, and there's no one who is that popular, <laughs> that well liked in yeah. in your school. Yeah. Well, the whole movie is essentially playing up on all the tropes. Yeah, you know, movie tropes, character like tropes. Sort of. School tropes, um, popular kids, the geeky kids, you know. And and like you said, I mean, no one really existed like Ferris. Ferris is kind of like he's sort of like a mythic being right yeah he's he's he's, he's very he's what a lot of people want you know wanted to be i guess or yeah and, he, and you had people who were like ferris yeah. in high school right like there's always a guy who's like that but mm-hmm. sure. obviously not to some degree yeah. not turned to 11 <laughs> he's like almost this. like a, a folk hero or something exactly yeah. you know? but like always somebody that was always uber positive and happy yeah. and just, just kind of like knew everybody was... but was not like a dick to everybody like was yeah Everyone like so an actual nice. So that's one. Of, that's one of the things like I thought about while watching this movie. Everybody loves Ferris, but he doesn't hang out with everybody, right? Like he's not friends with her. He's the he's the guy that shows up at the party and spends thirty seconds with each person, shows his face, and then buggers off yeah. with his buddy Cameron and disappears, right? Like, but that just made him even like cooler. my ideal. Uh, yeah, that's right. perfect. Yeah. Right, like you know, everyone and and I love doesn't like, overstay his. He welcome. didn't try to hard to be. To be liked. And I love the idea of the rumor spreading about where yeah. Ferris is. And the girl is just like, you know, <laughs> my best dying. friend's cousin's sister said she saw him pass out at 31 Flavors <laughs> yeah. last night. And it's like, Everyone has a story about him. Everyone's and, got a story about yeah. him. And like, he even and co- his sister is, is overhearing it all and, and just getting growingly and growingly even more and more pissed off. But about I mean, the, the scene that like really sells you on just how well loved he is. He calls the payphone at school. And they just talk to him, and they just keep passing the phone off to random people walking by, <laughs> yeah. and like he's on the other end just talking to people, and he's like, "Who else is around? Pass me to someone else." Like, he, yeah, it, it's now when I'm watching it, I was like, "One what, of a kind." What an exhausting life. He's selling himself. Like that's what he's doing. He's he's but he's, he loves it though. You can tell. Oh, he loves yeah. it. He feeds off of it. <laughs> if he had, if he didn't have the mother and father, the loving mother and father he had. He and I just watched. I, I just watched the the documentary. Don't fuck with cats. So <laughs> uh, he would he would definitely become a serial killer. Like he is a psychopath because he had a loving family. Okay. He is not putting cats into a vacuum seal. <laughs> he bag is not that person. And okay. and and killing kittens and stuff. Okay. But he he very easily is that type of person. Like he is he is that person that feeds on that type of attention. If he had a negative background growing up, <laughs> if he had some some poor experiences, <laughs> he very easily okay. could have turned to to that way cuz well, he, he would have been a great drug dealer. He is a nar- <laughs> he, oh, he probably was. He's know. a nar- Narcissist. He's a yeah. narcissist. Yes. Yes. But he also does want people to have a good time. You, you do believe that. He does, yeah. but at the same time, it's all about his good time. Yeah. 
think, true. Think about but his, he helps his friend out, though. N- does he? Yeah. Think about his role with Cameron in the beginning of the movie. He is. He gets he, him out of the house. He gets him out of the house, and then he fucking steals his dad's car. It's perspective. Racks up the right? mileage. Look, he gets, makes him have a life-changing moment. So maybe in the grand scheme of things, it all depends how you look at it. Right. It, it so does we, depend on how you look at it, and that's great conversation. Piece we to do have, all right? need this person to break us out of our shell. Sometimes yeah. Jay has me break him out of his shell. <laughs> right. Sometimes Jay needs that. Some I used, people need fire under. Oh, their I ass. can definitely say I need that. Yeah, I used lot. to be the guy that would that you know. You're his Ferris. Jay is very uh, no, handsome. Right, like he's he's a handsome hmm. guy. He's tall. He's good looking. He's well built. Uh, he well, looks easy there. Yeah, he, he he's he's the type of guy that women should like. If he was a celebrity, they would like sling panties at him and stuff like that. But <laughs> Jay is also tragically shy. He uh-huh. is not good at starting conversations. He just walks up and goes, "I I just don't go up. <laughs> I, I wait for the." <laughs> I just don't date until someone comes up to me and they- drink me by you one please <laughs> I buy you drink please the lead. Oh. Uh, and it, so instead I, I was a guy who I mean Dave did Dave yeah. Dave Dave was a fan fucking tastic wingman I'm practically like five foot five 275 thousand pounds the personality and- of a six foot tall <laughs> right and I would just walk up to, to ladies and be like so what's up like my friend over there he's been looking at you what are you and your ladies yeah, up to tonight? What a great wingman. Yeah? What are you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, come on. Come over. Hang out. Fireball shots? Fireball shots? Jager bombs. Let's do it. Yeah. Get everyone wrecked. So you were kind of like Ferris. Yeah, a little bit. But not, bit. Not, 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 not to the extent. I wasn't that cool. I mean, deep down inside, all that... All, all everything that I'm putting out. Well, I didn't say you were cool. Dude. It's yeah, right. It's, <laughs> everything that I put out was really me hiding my insecurities over this. Maybe that's sure. This right. Maybe that's what over this do. fantastical personality that I had when I would get a beer or two in me. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. what it was. There's got to be something behind yeah what Ferris is doing. But. Ex- exactly. Well, um, for this brief time that we see him, we don't really get too into his character. We actually get more into Cameron. We, actually, we get more into Cameron. Exactly. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, which which is interesting. And that's I love that moment where we meet Cameron. Because it is such a a perfect like, but it's also John Hughes too, right? He does is. have a flair for shining a lot of light on the light and the dark. Well, he's also characters. He's also know. the guy that like creates the archetypes of the uh, teenagers and that, too, and that, that that we know today yeah. that still echo into films today. He's I the, mean, the original guy, right? With no brec- one's ever done it before. With Breakfast Club, we got the archetypes, right? Like he he took what had come from from teenage movies before Rebel Without a Cause, Grease, all you know these these teenage movies, Porky's, where they had like these archetypes and he really put a hard stamp on each archetype with breakfast club mm-hmm. and, and yeah. put it out there and with this this is almost like breaking that mold a what, little bit what would be the other i mean grease like that's what i said like grease like you know something like that maybe that had a big ensemble right but other than that like reefer madness but even that <laughs> I, yeah i mean it's like Mark, have you done Reefer know. Madness on Cult Movie Cult yet? No, not yet. It's, I'm sure we will at some so, point. At some point. It's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's got to happen. Uh, but uh, I, I love the moment between Ferris and Cameron when when he calls Cameron to, to get him out of bed and stuff because <laughs> here's your protagonist and you're meeting his foil and they're, they're, they're both... Acting. It couldn't be more opposite. It couldn't but. be more, and that's what a foil is. Yeah. Your foil is meant to exist to to highlight your mm. your hero, your protagonist. But I think and stuff we all like have that. friends like that in a way too, right? But halfway through the, but towards the end of the movie, it turns. You know, mm. Ferris is he still your protagonist? Mm. But 
you know, Cameron's no longer the foil. He is he is changed. Yeah. He is the one that, that is the hero with a thousand faces. He starts out as a nobody and becomes a somebody throughout yeah. the story. And, and also, and, it's like, is Ferris ever going to grow up? Or you know, because you see no, Cameron, hundred percent, you no. see Cameron growing as a character, maturing and everything. But no, that's the Ferris. Thing. You know, you Ferris about is him. the dude who he he has peaked. This is his yeah, peak. This is his time. Asking Sloane to marry him now is the smartest thing yeah. he'll probably that's ever why do. He does it. Because this is he when knows. he's peaked. Yeah. After this, he's he's going. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. also the, like the sober version of Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like Ferris throughout life, Ferris will charm his way into a mediocre mid-management position, mm-hmm. and he will yeah. he will live okay. Cameron <laughs> will go on to. Maybe Who not knows? change the world, but do, do a lot of things sure. with his He's life. He's going to be a good, a quality VP or president right. or Fry CFO. If there was ever a sequel to Ferris Bueller, of, that's what the sequel is. Yeah. Matthew Broderick is a mid-level, you know, just... <laughs> He's so depressing. Though. Yeah, just, just mid-management guy. And Cameron is a dude yeah. that's been setting the world on fire <laughs> yeah. by, by being some tech guru or Merrill something Lynch. like that. Right, <laughs> no, you know he's. I don't know, and 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 but Ferris still has to break him out of his stuffy rich person shell. Or Cameron breaks point. him That's out, true. or Cameron breaks no, him he. out. Yeah. All right, let's start writing the script right now. Now, me and Jay just—if you listen to our Patreon episode, me and Jay just wrote Speed Three, and oh. I think I think oh we have to work on that. Wait, God. I want to hear about Speed Three. <laughs> Sick. I'll, I'll play you the Patreon wait. episode. Is it more like <laughs> so Speed good. One or Speed Two? Uh, speed One. Okay. Good. Yeah. But picture yeah. this: instead of Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah. Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah. All right. As your villain. Okay. And then Keanu Reeves obviously oh, back. Mark, you got yeah. more excited than that. Come no, on. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Right. All right. Except the real horror is that Mel Gibson is driving after he's had a fifth of vodka. All right. Now, <laughs> now I'm in. Now, granted, now this in. was towards the end of our recording night, and we were hyped on this. <laughs> Sounds amazing. We, Mel Gibson's day off. Mel Gibson's day off. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but anyway, yes. Uh, so, so that, that's kind of like our treatment for Speed Three. Uh, we would love to do that. I would, I would love to do like a Ferris Bueller too, but not yeah. like real, right? Like just as like just like five to well, ten minute long skits, know, right? Like this is how it would really. It's be funny because we, we it were just before we started recording, we were talking about you know movies that you can't touch, you can't remake them, you can't make sequels. Uh, you know, we were talking about right because there's the rumor in the news out there that oh, possibly Universal is looking into a reboot of Jaws. Oof, that, one um, that one hurts. And the, the word reboot was specific, which means the let's, first. One, let's just not bring this up ever right. again. The, <laughs> the first, the first one would still stand, and probably second, third, and fourth. It's just don't like exist. Terminator. Stand. What yeah. the fuck? Um, but it, well, it, well, it would be a reboot. Of yeah. It. What I was getting at was, you know, this Ferris Bueller's Day Off to me, you can't touch it. I mean, right. It, it's just its own thing. It's you know, it's it, it is what it is, and I feel like you, if you could, because I think they actually listen here, about, you Hollywood cocksucking hacks. You don't touch The Godfather. <laughs> you don't touch Jaws, and you don't fucking touch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Damn right. That's it. I mean, that, they, that's, what know, it, that's what it comes down to. Don't fucking touch them. Because this movie was a pretty big hit, I think, when it came out. And they they also they try to do sequels. And yeah, Matthew they talked Brodick about right. maybe doing sequels, but I, I know that they were Matthew Broderick was, at least was against it. <laughs> well, he come on, is it true? Is it Citizen Kane that, due for a reboot by now? Oh God, <laughs> I didn't even start. Um, but maybe he knew. Maybe Matthew Broderick knew that you know the char- the character couldn't really go anywhere from there. It's he, you know, I don't this think is his, this is his time. Is it, he's peaked. He it peaked. would destroy he's peaked. the he whole movie in this yeah in this and, time and, frame. And, 
and the whole themes behind them. Do you guys remember like Back to the Future Two? As I'm as I'm looking up yes. my Back to the Future Two shoes, yeah. and we see what Marty McFly looks like thirty years from now. Yes, we were sad. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to see Ferris Bueller thirty Do our years. Kids become assholes or something. <laughs> it's hard to look at Matthew nowadays. <laughs> we gotta do something about your kids, Marty. That's why he has no acting career right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was just on Modern Family as some, a guest spot. I love. I, some I characters love him. Oh. should not grow up, and no. I think Ferris is one of those. Ferris is one of those yeah. characters. Uh, so, so we get into like the whole day off now, right? Like, and 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 the entire gambit, and I, and I do love the setup, I, and I like how intricate his plan is. In fact, his plan to 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 stay off is that his plan is so intricate that if any one thing fell apart, his entire day falls apart. Well, right? Let's just get this out of the way right now. They do a shitload in this day. They do a lot. And it's it's been theorized that there's no way they could have possibly done all these things in one day. Well, me day. and Jay talk about this. Like we, we talk about movies that take place in Philadelphia, yeah. where they 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 go from one end of the city right. to to another. And I think we talked about this in our movie cocktail, you know, recently. But you know, the, the, the amount of stuff that they do in Chicago is absolutely right. ridiculous. Well, even taking travel aside, I mean, they you know they go to a baseball game. First off, you go, you to, go a- to the art museum, uh, and by the way, they're starting their day at like ten or eleven a.m. Right. They're, getting, <laughs> they're already they're getting, getting out. a late start. They're already getting. A late start in the day, and then they go to the art museum. <laughs> right. They go sightseeing. They go to baseball a parade, game, a parade, baseball game, Sears uh, Tower, Sears Tower. And then they um, also have lunch. They have me, lunch. Me, yeah. The, so me and my yeah. wife, like we we recently took a day off. Recently, as in the summer, took a day off, and we went down to Center City, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, we're gonna do like all this stuff. We you had like a, one thing. We had like a little <laughs> bit of lunch. We went to the Muter Museum. We yeah. spent a morning there, and then we did Liberty. Uh, Liberty Tower, uh, Liberty One, the tallest building in Philadelphia. And our day was shot. (laughs) Like, that's it. I mean, and, of course, we don't have the you know. Oh, and we left the energy the, of a, a high and school. And we left the house. Uh, we, we we were on the train by eight a.m. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then right. by the time we were like, oh, look at that! It's getting to be rush hour. We better get ourselves home. Yeah. Not to mention, they get home before rush hour. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're at home but, in time to relax before the parents even. But come here's home. the thing, you know, because this movie is so singular and so its own thing, it almost doesn't matter. And I, I mean, I personally, when I watch it, I don't care. You know, because if you try to break it apart, obviously it's not going to make any sense. But because it is sort of like a fantasy, like we talked about before, I think you know it, it works. Obviously, every movie plot can be broken oh, down yeah. if you, and if dissected, you a, and, yeah. and it doesn't work. If it you take a magnifying glass to any movie, I mean, right? You're gonna, but this one, yeah. But it's it is the level of charm it, with all with with the characters and the charm, interactions yeah. with each other that help you forget get everything mm-hmm. that's going on and there's some cartoon like moments so it's you're kind of like all right we're in a different sort of realm right now, right yeah. exactly mm-hmm. uh, you know when, where everyone's looking for ferris and mm-hmm. there he is on the parade float right right <laughs> and of course he he, he sings Duncan shane and then he he breaks into Dunk-a-Shane. and i've listened to this a couple of times that is the original twist and shout right that they're playing i believe that is the beatles i right? believe yeah that's the beatles i'm pretty sure it's not a cover because this is before Michael Jackson owned it and like mm-hmm. locked it away in his mm-hmm. yeah, weird, oh, yeah, weird little Disney that, vault. Yeah. So you could get Beatles songs pretty easy as long as Paul signed on the dotted line and you paid him well, enough it was, money. It was still rare though. Uh, it was. Yeah, the Beatles didn't really lend out their music very, very often. So. No, and it yeah. was, but it was, it was great because I, I remember when we were watching it on Netflix, I rewounded it like three times because I was just trying to hear that. Well, shake it up, baby, now, and I was like, is that Paul McCartney? <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is the original. That's that's something to be said because like, you know, it took a, a long ass time for the Wonder Years 
to get released on 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 home video mm-hmm. and for it to get uh, a streaming release because of the music, because yeah. of the music. and to this there's some songs on there that are now have been transferred into covers and not uh, no longer the original mm-hmm. songs because it has yeah the, well the license has has gone away with movies it's a little bit different because you have to have that all in line before it comes out with tv they can just throw anything in there that's true um, so yeah. so but but anyway, that's it's just a little interesting yeah. fact about you know how movies are made and stuff but, like uh, that. You know, it is yeah. cool. I mean, I like the musical. You have to renew that license too if you want to keep distributing the movie too. So they have to continue. To oh, re- oh, well, I guess with, yeah. With with streaming now, I guess it's a yeah. Little you different. have to you have to renew that license um, to to use that song. And, but uh, yeah, I think the musical sequences. I think they work again because it is so over the top. I think it just makes sense right. in this movie. Um, and you know the fact that he's in a parade. It's just like oh yeah, okay. Ferris I, is in a parade, and then of course you know we. <laughs> We, we we get home and after they've stolen Cameron's father's Ferrari, right. one of only one hundred that was that was, that made it to the United mm-hmm. States from from Italy, and and the parking garage guy and his buddy steal it. They bottom out <laughs> in it, you know. And, and I'm a guy who actually works on cars for a living, so when I see that scene and I see a car like go over a big hill, oh which God. I think was filmed in San Francisco, San Fr- of course. How are you gonna? But he goes up on the hill and he slams down and it bottoms out and the sparks come out and I was like. Well, that thing needs a new radiator, <laughs> you and feel that yeah, one. it's you know it's gonna need it's gonna need <laughs> a a suspension alignment for sure. And on a Ferrari, I'm sure a suspension alignment isn't your seventy nine ninety five Meineke job. You know, it is going to be a uh, hefty build. Like, yeah, hefty build. All you have to do is run the tires backward, and you're right, right. So running 40, the tires 50, backwards doesn't matter because a dude who loves his car this much is definitely gonna notice the curb rash all <laughs> on the bottom of his car. So yeah. he was fucked from Jump Street. It doesn't matter. But uh, anyway, so all that stuff happens. They get the the car back they take it home they see the mileage and 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 they go through this entire thing where cameron just shuts down and i think all of us have had that moment in our life where i mean especially as teenagers either it came as a result of a breakup or a big fuck up that we got caught in by our parents where we just mentally shut down and i don't i don't know if anyone else has had that it's, but like yeah it's it's kind of be it's like beyond fear Right and does, and beyond, um, like does anyone like I'm like, fucked, like being yeah. scared? Does anyone remember being in trouble so much that you went to your room and like it went from light to dark, but you didn't bother turning on a light and you just sat in the dark? Did anyone else like ever have that? Because yeah. like I've had that. I've probably honestly probably. And I was waiting for the moment when my dad <laughs> got, came I home. Got, I got in trouble, and I remember like how scary it was because like my dad came home and like the lights came on downstairs and like the 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 crack in my door was dark and then it lights up. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's like, I don't remember what I did. I just remember being that petrified <laughs> yeah. of the result. And my dad was never a guy who hit me, beat me. Uh, sure, he screamed and stuff like that. But I mean. I oh, mean, you got well, it Cameron, easy. Yeah. Cameron's also seeing his future. I had a being, special belt. You know, he's seeing his future <laughs> being taken away because, I mean, he probably thought he's going to be sent to military school. Right. Or something right. like that. So Yeah. Well, he, yeah. you know. I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, so yeah it's a little bit more it's, it's a little a bit deal, bigger than what i did it's a, a big child, deal but, but then he realizes that it's really not like in the grand scheme of things it's not a big deal. and that's when he let the car go oh no no 100 percent is a big deal but the fact that it doesn't well, matter that the person he's hurting he doesn't matter to the person that he's hurting right. so why should why should this matter to mm-hmm. him right yeah. like mm. you know, or it, he loves the car more than him right right or, or at least that's his perception of it you right. know we don't we Again, never a meet teenager we never meet dramatic, cameron's but, dad right, right. But, because it's a trophy and he worships it and he spends so much time on that car and not with yeah. cameron right. and these are very upper middle class if yeah. not you know just straight up upper class one percenters right. living here because i mean he has he has sure. a showroom for his car that overlooks the 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 mm. fucking woods right mm. like it's yeah. just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
a whole glass room. A right? whole, gla- I mean, a whole like, fucking glass you know, room for this. No for this tools around. Car. It's literally a room, it's a glass a, room for that car. For that car. To exactly. exist. So, I mean, I, I do I do love that aspect of Cameron because I feel like we've all had that moment. But he has this 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 revelation of like, fuck it. Like, mm. who fucking cares? Yeah. And like, I love when he's just bashing yeah. that fucking car It's so in. cathartic. And it then is. When it comes through the glass finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and But I mean, like, you know, when he's shut down and, and he, he almost drowns and Ferris saves him and stuff like that. It's like a near-death experience is what snaps him out yeah. of his funk a little bit. You right. know, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to end his life. Yeah. Like, in those moments when I was afraid of my dad, like I said, my dad never hit me or anything like that. So, like... You know, adult me, looking back, I feel like Lieutenant Aldo from, from Inglorious Bastards. Ah, more like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as you get older, you stop being afraid of, like, getting in trouble because, like, you realize the consequences aren't that dire. Right. You know? And and Cameron has that moment where he's yeah. just like, I get grounded. So what? Yeah. So what? Right. You know? Or, or you know, my, my, my dad disowns me he doesn't care about me anyway right. so yeah. what you know and if anything I'm gonna be developing into that this year yeah, finally. hopefully I'm, I'm hopefully. finally growing up after 35 years <laughs> but I mean Cameron's resolution is like it finally now allows him and his dad to talk they're gonna yeah. have it out oh they're gonna have a talk you right. have to and that's and that's the epilogue I wanna see not not Ferris walking out of the <laughs> shower going what chat. are you doing here yeah it's over Go home. I want to see Cameron's dad just being like, you fucking shit. Oh, my God. I can't believe you would fucking do this. And Cameron's sitting there and his dad's just like, ah, 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 and his dad grabs his left arm and drops to the ground. But it's almost better that you never, you know, you never see it. It's left to your imagination like a lot of the movie is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's perfect. And it's a conversation piece. And it's one of those things that adds levity to this comedy. Adds to the levity of the spectacle in this this. movie. Because there's so so many elements of spectacle, but also... Also elements, but also of, after this heavy Cameron, sure, you know moments that that we get, which you know, like I said, you know, the, it's it's really I, what I think this movie is is John Hughes looking back on his teenage years, mm-hmm. right? Like he's More looking so than Breakfast Club, I right? Probably, he's yeah. he's looking at these moments of levity and the way we look at them as an adult. Yeah, and the way we remember that day, right? Mm-hmm. And that day was so great, and it was gotta so have perfect. Your moment. And Mark was fucking funny as hell, and he did this crazy thing, and I did this crazy thing, and we all had a fucking blast. Yeah. And like he's, but that's not really how it was. Mm. As an adult, that that is our fantasy about how it was. Yeah. It wasn't that great, but that's what this movie is. John Hughes looking back at childhood, and that's how we all look back at it. That's how we all look back at our teenage years. Is that it? It was this fantasy that. It happened, but this is the embellished. And when we tell the stories, it's the embellished version mm-hmm. of it. You mm-hmm. know, me talking to you guys, telling you how I used to go up to women about Jay. It probably wasn't that smooth. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't that funny. It probably wasn't that cool. Are you saying you embellished, Dave? No, I'm, but, but what I'm saying never. is the the way I remember <laughs> me in my 20s yeah. is probably not exactly how I was. The way right. Jay remembers me and him hanging out in our 20s probably isn't how we really were. Yeah. It probably wasn't really that way. It's like your perception. It's our it. perception of it as we get older. Sometimes, and but it's close. <laughs> it's close. It's close. If there was Bueller, it's not. It's it's not. They no. I understand. I know. I know. But but that's but that's the point right, of the movie. Right. But but what but, Ferris says at the end is is true though. I mean, life moves pretty, pretty fast. fast. So. And, okay, and let me bring this up. It's a hark full circle you back to a current, these times. a current yeah. film once upon a time in Hollywood right they actually have Which a similar a, type of scene it's a fantasized version of Hollywood so yes, true in a lot of different ways now the Bruce Lee cameo had a lot of controversy because it came up in this movie I could kill and you. a lot of people <laughs> my hands are a lethal weapon <laughs> if I kill you I go to jail <laughs> 
But <laughs> but the whole point of this movie, but not just that the character, Brad Pitt's character, this was a memory scene with him and Bruce Lee. So that's why it's heightened. That's why it's he got defeated. That's why he's acting the way he's acting. Right. Yeah. It, you can't take it personal for Quentin Tarantino to write Bruce Lee as this character because he's not technically. It's also a he's fantasized actually, version of Hollywood where Sharon Tate wasn't true, slaughtered true. in her bedroom. The whole her thing is a room, fantasy. Right, yeah. It's once upon a time dot 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 in Hollywood, right? Exactly. So you know, you you gotta curb the drama, right? <laughs> it's exactly the same type of thing. It's it's really just an embellishment of a, yeah. a memory. So you're saying Tarantino is right. our modern day John Hughes? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Who else would it be? Uh, no. Who else would it be? I don't know. I certainly laugh at Quentin Tarantino movies more than I do at some comedies that like actually <laughs> try to be funny. Yeah. Wow. So I understand that because it's it's. I mean, I'm sure know. Jay has some indie comedies he can show you that are usually. Yeah, I see those. I see. Dave has seen pretty much everything I've ever seen. By <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. I, I I catch up pretty quick. Little Monsters, my my, my oh, number three movie of the year. Love that movie. No, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the, like, whoa, the, whoa. I'm like, wait a minute. The the 2019 one with Luke <laughs> Nyong'o. Okay. All right. Not seen that it's one. an Australian movie. It's on, me excited for it's on Hulu. Watch Ooh, it. Actually, yeah. cult movie, cult. Yeah. Cult <laughs> movie. How many 2019 movies have you seen this year? Oh, pff, I don't watch. I don't watch any new. Movies. I'm gonna say five. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, number one, I don't <laughs> have time. I just dawned on me. I'm like, um, wait a minute. What new no, movies I, has? I'm guessing seen? five. I, honestly, Dave. Uh, sorry. Honestly, Jay. I, I really try to watch newer movies, but I don't know. I mean, I, I he's see. seen the rise of he's seen the rise of Skywalker. I have seen the, rise of, I see wow. the big ones. I saw Once Upon a Time. I you know I see a lot. Have you seen? You've seen Irishman, right? Did you watch Irishman? On okay. Netflix yeah, oh, and all yeah, that. I've seen and, Irishman. See, I watch movies. Um, Endgame. Yeah, I watch that. newer okay. movies. Okay. okay. All right. Jay trying to catch me. This, you just don't. You just not able to leave the house and to go out in theaters. <laughs> well, to see too I'll, many movies. I'll say this: you have a new baby. You have a baby. I, I understand. Do Since doing the podcast, like I, I used to be the guy that, that watched the Oscars and then like oh, I could care less. About they, the right, but they would get to best pictures and I'd go, huh? What? What's that? <laughs> and then I would just root for the one that I've seen. But I've heard. I've heard Parasite's very good. I do want to see that. Parasite oh, is gosh. amazing. Uh, my number one. But it, yeah, it is the fantasy version. And even it ends with, with the with the Ferris fantasy of racing the car home, right? Like, like, we did not rehearse that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So it, it even ends with the fantasy of him. Yeah. Like, like, do you think he really stopped when he does that slow motion jump? So, and one of the things that like really bothered me was like moments after proposing to Sloan, like he sees like two <laughs> girls like sunbathing, and he goes, "Hi, how you doing?" It was a- <laughs> well, she didn't say yes. I love that. Right, but like, so, and I realized that like this is a moment. She's not a moron. This is a moment she's where. 18. John Hughes actually wrote that before he probably wrote anything else. He wrote that chase home mm. before he wrote anything well, he else. He kind of had to like. figure it out. Yeah, I felt I I, I felt like the, the the chase home is where the writing process started. Right. Right. Like and 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 then he developed the character Maybe, out of that yeah. and stuff like that because like I was like ah oh, mm. it doesn't fit with the character really to stop and like hit on a girl and stuff like that. Uh, Are you serious? I can see it. He doesn't hit on anyone else throughout the entire movie. He's just saying hi because he's not around any other girls. <laughs> he's not really, and he's always with his girlfriend during the movie. <laughs> he's just being friendly. That's a hundred percent Ferris. Are you kidding me? Oh, I definitely. I bought that. I, I bought that. And running through the house. Oh, it smells good. In spades. <laughs> it's good. Can we talk about why the Ferris's family is raising a hellhound? <laughs> Just this. Yeah, what, like, what drugs is his dad selling through from the basement that they have to hire this beast to, to fucking home guard security, them? man? Right, home security. Uh, and then the other fantasy is is Edward Rooney's fantasy, where everything 
Oh, I love that. Is not like everything is against him. Like right. Yeah. Like he he's this guy. He's this guy on a power trip. He's the <laughs> adult on the power trip that will do anything. Anything. He just wants to catch Ferris. That's to, all he wants to, to beat this kid. Who's, who's equally as great to watch in yeah. this movie, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's an unsung hero. It's I such mean, a shame to go back and watch movies and realize that guy's that guy's a fucking pederast. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like that dude's blacklisted from Hollywood. He spent some time in prison all because Look, he got to separate the art. He had from a, the artist, right. He had a predilection for looking at little boys and girls on his fucking computer at his free time. Yeah. But, I, but you know, yeah, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie, so. but you know, it, but it's tough to watch it now and. See him and just being like, Look, he's not Jared Fogle at least. <laughs> right. I'm really good at disconnecting myself from roles. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I, I watch that stuff and I'm like, oh god, it eh. bothers me. I mean, it comes in my mind and I don't then wanna, I let it go as soon as I I'm start also not movies. one of those people that's like for like you know, oh you know, don't play Michael Jackson's songs anymore because uh, I see like, the HBO documentary that oof. Oh yeah, we no. talked about it's it. It's actually hard to listen to Jeez. music now, to be Christ. honest. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, Jesus. But Christ. anyway, let's play Tummy Sticks. God. Head. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god! Anyway, oh god! But I, I, I do love all the Edward Rooney stuff because <laughs> because like Terrible. Ferris has this ability that he's he's not only changing Cameron, he's also changing his sister through his lack mm. through, through his absence. She he's loosens up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, by the end, she has her brother's back, and uh, I do, I do love that moment where like where Edward Rooney like he has him, and like you actually see fear on. Ferris's oh, face, yeah, for the much time. much like Cameron had mm-hmm. after everything happened. It's the only time you see him sweat. It's the only time the only you time. see him sweat, and it's because of that sweat that he goes upstairs, and his parents still think he's yeah. sick and stuff like there that. Legit sweat, yeah, um, fear sweat. You know, the one that makes your balls stink <laughs> in such a weird way. <laughs> oh. You always have to go to the balls. <laughs> fear sweat makes your balls smell so much weirder uh. than like running sweat does. It's a it's a very distinct sweat. <laughs> fear fear sweat. <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm happy. I've never seen your balls. I, I don't. What? I'm, I'm, I'm you haven't well much like much like my back they're hairy <laughs> imagine dave's back and then swampy oh, sticky swampy sticky furry yeah. mess yeah they just leave. you know when 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 i wear when i wear basketball shorts it usually soaks through so when i sit when i sit down everywhere i'm leaving like little heart-shaped ball kisses yeah. everywhere. Ball kisses. This, is, this is for the patreons <laughs> this is what like this is not little hershey kisses on the this is the real this is the real fucking mccoy this shit's happening this is, this is just normal super movie bros conversation yeah and oh the, se- the sequel well, once, also we're done our drinks so that's yeah. why <laughs> the, the uh the, the the third sequel to jamunji will actually take place in the space between my asshole and my ball sack right swamp ass <laughs> the swamp city ass, yeah, swamp ass city uh it's it's actually it's it's honey i shrunk the kids for <laughs> <laughs> stuck in dad's ass jungle oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, only, you know in the first one they befriended an ant god knows what they're gonna find down there it could be crabs. I don't know if they're Alaskan king, but they feel huge. Oh, God. Jeez. Anyway. Uh, Mr. Vizzini. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, uh, so sorry. You but make I, me make a phony phone call to Edward Rooney. Sorry. The dude could annihilate me. <laughs> So many good lines. Anyway. It's, uh, it's, there is so many good <sighs> lines in this movie. We didn't spend the whole time quoting them, which I'm yes. happy about, because well, uh, it's infinitely quotable. Not the like movie. the South Park movie where, like, Dave oh went my God. Off. <laughs> where we sang pretty but, uh, much the entire yeah. South Park. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the, everything ends up okay for, for Ferris. He gets home in time and right. 
his sister oh, opens right. up the door oh, and, right, right, and, right. and then she she tells him thank god you know can you believe ferris ah, you know tried to walk home from the hospital yes. on his own. thanks for bringing Saved him home. by his sister by the way mr rooney you left your wallet on my kitchen floor <laughs> meaning right right meaning he can't you know he can't yeah. say that he was there yeah. he doesn't have ferris so now. really he has his sister to thank right yeah Crazy. he does not to mention she roundhouse kicked edward yeah. rooney in the Three face times. which is fucking great <laughs> <laughs> uh but she also has that, that that transformative moment at the police station because you know With at the young at uh, the hands of tiger blood himself yeah uh charlie sheen he looked sexy there he does he looks the leather good jacket there. this dark, is just before platoon bad boy same may year or may not actually be drugged up same I, years platoon right platoon uh, came out yeah, I feel Later. like he I feel like he filmed Platoon before he shot this, but I think Platoon came out after this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Which is one of his I'm big breakout roles. Oh. But it was around, other the, than all Lucas, around the same time. Other yeah. than the movie Lucas where he plays the football star. It was bam, 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 hit, hit, hit. I mean, then Charlie Sheen was He had everywhere. some moments, right? This was definitely early on for him, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I do I do love that scene and stuff like that. I One of the things like I realized when I was... um. He does a good uh, spoof on, on the on that scene as well later on in life a few years ago. Yes, he did. When I was but when I was watching uh, when I was watching Ferris's sister drive home with Ferris's mom and stuff like that, and they're arguing and stuff like that. I looked at my wife and I was like, "If we have a daughter, that's going to be you teaching her how to drive." <laughs> like just <laughs> oh, this, what, so it was the same year as Platoon. Yes, yeah. I think eighty six is, yeah. is, is when Platoon came right. out. So, uh, but anyway, that's a good fucking movie too. Anyway, so I, I think we've I think we've talked about Ferris Bueller enough. Yeah, at least at least the it, main uh, stuff. Well, yeah. why are you listening? To this, right, but also, go watch it. Go watch it. I mean, it's on Netflix. Just watch it anytime. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking yeah. great. I've watched it twice. I in in since last week and this week. I've now it'll watched it twice. You, and and, and it, it, you don't I, get bored with it. It'll no, absolutely. You I promise you're only going to get more and more out of it the yeah. more you watch it. Yeah, I don't you, think this is one we have to beg people to you, watch. You might this, get, is, this is not a movie that's ever going to age. You might get inspired to call out of work the next day. And it's true. You're going to get inspired way. to call out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And But do something. To live a little. But do something. Yeah, don't just watch yeah. the movie. Stand up, <laughs> stand up to your father. But wait a minute, wait a minute. We're responsible adults now. Just look at your calendar. Find out what's a good day for you to request off. Get that vacation day. Plan that Something and do yeah. something, but the, you know, yeah, plan a trip to Chicago or just fake work and save the vacation day. Yeah, I do that all the time, though. But like, yeah. I, I plan a day off, We're like, sleeping. it's my wife's birthday coming up, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna take a day off and stuff like that. I'm gonna take these two days off, we're gonna do something for my wife's birthday and stuff like that. I take the days off, and I was like, But I can't surprise her because she works too, so I want her to take the days off. And then she's like, No, those days are booked for me, so you're on your own. And I was like, <laughs> gonna play video games <laughs> or were you like oh yeah oh yeah bump bump dun 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 are you gonna try and beat that record of eight that day too 33 years old you're never beating that record again but that was in his prime there that was a 14 year old man that was a 14 year old boy's gambit that is hard to do i think i can maybe get Man, I don't Jay, know. back then I could arc ropes that could hit the ceiling. Now I can't arc a rope oh. that could. I was never a shooter. Sweat, I was man. never a shooter. Yeah. It can't, can't even. Shoot like it's that. too it can't slippery even, down there. Yeah, it can't even get away from the tip anymore. Just because. <laughs> Stop could, talking about these. It could go. It could go. Thick, it could go so thick far. With an arch. It could go so far. Can we just stop and now it just goes. Talking about <laughs> these and balls. Makes me mad. Ladies and gentlemen, you're such a wonderful crowd. We'd like to play a little tune for you. It's one of my personal favorites. And I'd like to dedicate it to a young man who doesn't think he's seen anything good today. Cameron Fry, this one's for you.
This episode of Super Movie Brothers is brought to you by Blowfish, the only over-the-counter FDA-approved hangover cure. We've been using Blowfish for years, and it works great after a long night of drinking. You work hard during the week and deserve to blow off some steam on the weekends, but you don't have to suffer the Sunday morning hangover blues if you use Blowfish. So head over to 4hangovers.com, that's F-O-R, hangovers.com, and use the promo code SMBFISH at checkout to get your discount on the Miracle Hangover Cure. And if you like this movie cocktail and other movie cocktails that we've made, make sure to head over to 4hangovers.com because you're going to need yourself some blowfish with how strong we make these drinks. Now, back to the show. Future. Ferris can do anything. I don't know what I'm going to do. College. Yeah. But to do what? What are you interested in? Nothing. Me neither. <laughs> You're crazy! So we've talked about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We got into the lasting effects of the film and how it affects us now as adults, having seen it as kids, and its lasting effects on film. Um, and I think Ben Stein actually summed it up best because yeah. he was quoted after quote. after the movie came out as saying that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the most life-affirming movie possibly of the entire post-war period, meaning post-World War II. This is, to comedies, what Gone with the Wind is to epics. That's, like... I actually agree with that. Fucking true. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, if you really Maybe think something about it, yeah. if you kind of really think about it, uh, Ferris Bueller is almost like our entry into Gen Xers and millennials and all this stuff. Like he's the first post-war baby. You know, his his parents are the boomers who who gave who who gave birth to him and stuff like that. And but he is the first slacker really you know what i mean like mm. like, like 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 that first person portrayed on on film to reach this height i would say yeah. to reach this height and clarity to have like right. or um well-rounded of a character exactly that was explored in the whole feature and film. also to be the main character right like like the sure. character like 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 ferris was always layers. was always the side character the in other movies like you think of spicoli in fast times at ridgemont high right. and stuff like that you know these the, these these type of larger than life characters they couldn't con- be contained you know in, in an entire film so they had to be given small moments mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but this really like opened the box up for your character to be this this type of person for 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 a for a film to really revolve around this type of enigmatic person who can you know not just live as as the character on screen but also embody so much more than what they're showing right the, for for you as an audience member to live out a fantasy through them right mm-hmm. um and and the fact that it takes place in one day i think has something to do with that because it really does it's just almost like a stream of consciousness like you know, events that just keep happening. There's, there's no flashbacks or anything. You know, it's just well, like one continuous. I mean, you thing. can almost lump this all into like a, a like a suspense thriller of some sorts, right? Because you you're on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Anything you're could always happen, right? excited. You're you're on, you're right there in a the car with them, going on this trip, mm-hmm. skipping school with them. You know, you're on you that kind of vibe. Game. You're on that kind of feel yeah. with them. Very much so. And it, and it's it's exciting. You so know? Uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, 
a lot of stuff was ad-libbed in this film. Um, we know that the clarinet scene where he's like, I only had three lessons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely just, That ad-libbed. was just a prop that he picked up and was like, yeah, hey. Just fucking around with. Yeah. Uh, uh, the construction worker dancers uh, at, at the beginning of the parade who's, who start dancing. Where people just showed up. <laughs> people just showed up. It was, that was ad-libbed. And, uh, the shower, too, uh, when he's taking the shower in the beginning and singing right. Donkey Shane. Mm-hmm. That was, Edward Rooney. Was a little that was impro- Edward Rooney yeah, had, a, had a line about uh, the smell of cheese in the wind, yeah. <laughs> which was ad-libbed. He just Nine wanted him to... Line. He just wanted to have something that was completely random. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the phone call between Edward Rooney, Cameron, and Ferris was ad-libbed as well. And Grace had to... The, the actress Grace! who played... Grace! The actress who played Grace on uh, had to actually go through what the lines were supposed to be so Edward Rooney could, could react to it. But the recording on the other side was actually a lot of ad-lib and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Um, and that scene is great. We were talking about. <laughs> there's there's a lot of this. There's so many good scenes in it. There's a lot of this in in John Hughes films where like the script isn't it isn't Bible to him. Yeah. You know, it he is definitely it's a very living document where he allows his actors to kind of embody mm-hmm. the character. And then like what you know when they say I don't think my character would do this yeah. in this scene. I think mm-hmm. they would have a line like this. And if it, it works like, for him, yeah, it, it works. Seems like if it, it works, it, it works exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know he'll put it in. Or uh, I believe you know watching some stuff on behind the scenes of like Breakfast Club and stuff like that, he would let them do it. And then have them say what he would say and stuff like you know he 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 worked I think he with trusted it. his actors a but lot it, too. But again, right. I think this is also like an early thing. This never used to happen in Hollywood right. back then. But also to go you along lived with it, and breathe by the script. When you allow ad libbing and stuff like that, that means you're doing multiple takes, and sometimes your your movie, it's expensive. Your movie can you know, go over film. over budget, sure. over time, and filming and stuff like that because we know that there were scenes cut from this movie mm-hmm. where. Uh, uh, Mark, you were saying that they were supposed to go to a strip club at one point. Right. There was a scene in the script where they that went was to completely, a strip club. It was completely. But I guess cut they were out. kind of running behind, so that that yeah. scene had to go. Um, and then, you know, on, on on top of that, there's also the fact that this script, or at least the story, I would say, you know, when I say the script was written in six days, I think what they're really saying is the outline mm-hmm. and the the story arc was written in six days mm. and, and maybe a lot of the dialogue, but really this film came together when it was being filmed. Well, John Hughes said he knew the beginning and the end and he kind of just filled in the rest because he knew that it was, you know, mm-hmm. it was going to be off the wall. It was going to be crazy. So, which goes to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah it does go back to that. Yeah. Where it was clear that that, that chase scene was something mm-hmm. that they wanted to have film put yeah. in the film from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and to reiterate, this is a fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, it's heightened reality. It is. I mean, three characters are committing crimes throughout this movie you know it's true it's you, true ferris minor crimes cameron cheeky crimes um you know, you know the principal scamp crimes <laughs> well of course but you know still <laughs> well in real I life mean, jeffrey jones committed some truly heinous <laughs> real life crimes so sure <laughs> i'm sorry i i there's a special place in hell for pederasts grace grace <laughs> I'm trying to take us from the darkness. Oh my god, Ed, you sound like Dirty Harry just then. <laughs> how do we how do we come back from all this? Uh, uh, so uh, the script written in six days, and 
How about that Ferrari? How about that? <laughs> good looking car. Oh, good looking car. Uh, you spent a lot of money getting that car for the film. Most of the budget, actually. Uh, that uh, wasn't a real Ferrari. It was not a real Ferrari. It was the that they did a Mach one over t- it's over a time prototype fiberglass did all up, jazz it up, and it's. Uh, I imagine they did a good job because I couldn't tell, but I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Cars, There's so. nothing underneath <laughs> that hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, makes sense. So one of the other things about the film, this has come out in like more recent years and stuff like that, as you know, our generation has grown up when we started putting out media like this like podcasts and youtube and stuff like that mm-hmm. the theory that ferris bueller's day off a we talked about the entire time that it's a fantasy and stuff like that but that the events of the film actually never happen that ferris actually doesn't exist and that cameron is the one who is imagining all of this going on and ferris isn't real he's mm-hmm. his imaginary friend Cameron was the main character all along. Not only that, I mean, Cameron was the narrator, and Ferris, as I said to Jay, is the Tyler Durden mm. character, yeah, you know, living out the fantasy that Cameron wishes he could live in mm. his in his own life. And that's the thing you can look at this movie a lot of different. I ways. mean, that's good symbolism, right? But like, I don't, I don't, I, mean, I don't I think don't, that's the way. I don't think it's no. true. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I think it's I, fun to think like that. It's fun know? to think yeah. like that. But I, I think in reality, the fantasy is that you know. This is this, this is this is this is John Hughes writing a story about the 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 fantastical nature of your teenagers. Do you think it's teenagers. a day that John Hughes wish he wishes he had? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, you know, where it's like I, if I had one day to go, you know, go off in Chicago and do whatever I wanted. I think a lot of John Hughes films really come down to the fact that I don't think he lived the idyllic teenage life, mm-hmm. and. There's actually a great documentary about John Hughes called Finding John Hughes, I saw that one. which is um, I say great. What I mean is it's pretty good. Um, I didn't like that they actually tried to find him. Yeah, I didn't that actually like that. I I I prefer leave to, him alone. I prefer to well now just now explore him. He was yeah, and now he's dead. But but at the time, I mean, but John Hughes did you know he he disappeared from Hollywood after the early '90s. I think he ghost wrote alone, some script and Curly stuff Sue? like that. Yeah, he wrote some stuff, but he really just kind of like shrunk into himself and just disappeared. Did he write Baby's Day Out? I feel like he, he wrote, did write Baby's yeah, Day yeah. Out. He that might have been the last one. Uh, I think it was. He did not so, go, go out on top. It is an interesting look into John Hughes films and stuff yeah. like that, but... Well, also, I, he he made... So, like we talked about, he made so many great movies that, you know, uh, maybe he just had his time and that was it. Yeah. You know? And then, I, you know, you gotta respect that, I think, in some way. But And, I mean, I... But I do think that, like, all of his films are the idyllic adult looking back on their teenage years, and right? And he did like, do some commentaries and stuff, too. Like, he was still, you know, he was still around yeah. uh, talking about his movies a little bit. It wasn't like he was a complete recluse or anything. Mm-hmm. But. but, I mean, like, you know, Bre- Breakfast Club, I mean, we talk about the archetypes in the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. And I think, like, every single one of them represented a different aspect of John Hughes himself in, in, in a way, you know, like each archetype is, is playing off of a different aspect of, of every person in high school, right? We're all a little bit of the Jack. We're all a little bit of the rebel. We're all a little bit of the, of the grunge girl. We're all a little bit of the princess or the smart guy, you know, all of, I would, you know, I, I, I can't look at the breakfast club and say like, I'm John Bender. Like that's who I am. That's who I was in high school. I would, I, I think I can't, that was, that was I can't say I'm one card. No, I think when you watch the breakfast club, you look at that and you, and then you look at any teenager and you say, that is the amalgam of of the teenage personality. All, all all of those characters exist in one person, and that's mm. the point of the film. It's almost like the film takes place in one location because it's you arguing with yourself. 
and and that's that's the point of that movie and that's him looking back at the teenage psyche where ferris bueller's looking back at the teenage fantasy at the the fantasy that he that that he could have lived as as a teenager but he's an adult now and he's looking back at well, the days he could have had and, and i the do things know you could have done i do oh. know that that art uh the art museum scene was you know john hughes is called that his very self-indulgent moment because that's something that he used to go to that exact museum and right you know, and I think th- I, I think it's a really great um, right. sequence that you got you actually in the midst of all this craziness, you take a moment to kind of just like look at art and just enjoy it. And, and then I think if you look at things like Pretty in Pink, that is that is the realistic nature of love in high school. Hmm. You know, the girl should fall in love with Ducky in that movie, and John Hughes very much is Ducky, <laughs> but she doesn't. She falls in love with the hunk, right? Like, and that's that's how it works. You know, it, it, it that's just how it's real that's just, life. <laughs> that's just real life. That's just how it yeah. ends up. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, John Hughes. You know, I, I feel like we couldn't say enough about yeah. him, but really, you know, something that we were talking about before is that he did not talk down to kids, and I think that's something they talk about in that documentary. Is you know, he made movies for teens and for younger people, but he didn't talk down to them, and he made right. You know, he, he brought them to the same level as anyone. They else. they felt like it was made for them, and I think yeah. the I, I think the word "fuck" is said in in mm. the Breakfast Club, and it's you know, said there's in Ferris Bueller. It's too. said in Ferris Bueller. I mean, and even though the rating systems were different, then it it you know it didn't shy away from talking the way kids yeah. actually talked, and away from showing the way that kids actually feel. Yeah, like, I mean, this is how it, they feel. Cursing aside, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's subject matter in there that you know. I really, you see in, yeah, in many, I really quote, do unquote, believe you know. that he was, I mean, I mean, I it, think that because of his light and dark and his exploration with teenagers, I think he had a lot of trauma when he was a teenager himself, but deep down was a, like a lighthearted person. He had an idealistic yeah. uh, there, that is, vision, a darkness to him. I, but I, I think saying, he yeah. went through some shit mm-hmm. and I think it stuck with him. And well, I think he's also a creative type and he's able, out. he was able to explore those avenues. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would venture a guess without knowing this for sure, but I would venture a guess that he dabbled with the idea of suicide at some point. Cause oh, yeah. suicide shows up a lot in his films. And it's something that kids deal with a lot today because well, it also explains his later in life somberness of just fading into the dark you know i mean who knows i mean i yeah. could be wrong i mean maybe he just lived an idyllic life you know like yeah. uh in montana yeah. just hurdling some cattle and fucking skiing all the time i don't <laughs> so, know who knows but like you know you don't know you yeah. just don't know so final f- final things here uh molly ringwald was originally auditioned to play sloan's role mm-hmm. mia sarah uh and john hughes actually talked her out of it said that the role was too small for her um, she had already starred in two of his films at this point, uh, was well on her way to becoming a bona fide movie star at, at, at her age, and taking the role of Sloan was kind of beneath her. Uh, he also just really liked the way Mira Sarah yeah. looked. She was the right age. She and it's kind of funny that doe-eyed and the endearing. opposite of that, Bill Paxton re- turned down a small role because to play the garage. he thought it was too small, and then, right. you know. He got upset and never casted him again. Also, Matthew Broderick at this time, twenty three years old. Mia Sarah, who plays sure. who, who plays Sloan, she was eighteen years old, playing a seventeen year old. And uh, Cameron Alan, Alan Ruck, Alan Ruck, twenty nine, twenty nine years old. Can you wow. believe kind it? Kind of blows my mind. It does. Because <laughs> when, you, when you watch it, you but really this is don't. like we were talking about Karate Kid, where where he was like, "How old are you?" And he's like, "I think he was like twenty two at the time." And everyone's like, "Shut up!" But you know what's like? It's it's kind of <laughs> like uh, Michael Cena, Justin Long, right? Like those kind of guys. 
they they were playing young characters late into long their 20s into their long 20s, right? into their yeah. 20s right. I mean, now that happens. justin long is in his 40s you know he's finally playing 20 year olds 20 yeah. <laughs> something some people have good genes man <laughs> some people got it man it's, it's just always those small squirrely people you know <laughs> baby face stuff but yeah, like absolutely but uh, and you know though. but and you know Ma- the matthew broderick character i mean you know, I know they. I know he. I know he wanted him to play the the character. Yeah, but the, that was there was a lot of every star was going for this movie. Yeah. Every hot young guy from you know Giant Depp to Charlie Sheen probably mm-hmm. even. Um, but, but like he, you know, it, it was Matthew one of those Broderick things. Mind, but, but Broderick was always yeah. the main guy. I don't know exactly what took so long for him to nail him down, but um, it could have been some studio pushback. Who knows? But war games, baby. Yeah, they're honestly. Can you imagine anybody else? Yeah. Hell no. Well, like we were saying, you know, no. you had to. It ha- the main character had to be likable for this to work. Oh. I mean, this is one of those. This is one of those things likeable. where, like, you know, when we talk about movies, we talk about like the happy accidents that wound up making the movie great. The, the, the all the little things that that wind up coming together to make it the classic that it is. And if the and if the stars didn't align for it, yeah. it doesn't happen. There's plenty of great movies that have been made throughout history, of course. Um, and not all of them get remembered, mm-hmm. but everything aligned for this one yeah. for it to be a, a bona fide hit long into you know long into its past its 30 year mark mm-hmm. now everything Tw- came together yeah sure. tw- uh, 2016 was a 30 year mark <sighs> and you know we are approaching 2020 it's oh, going to be getting in 2021 it'll be 25 years old uh, it'll be 35 years old right. at that point it's it's crazy it hasn't to aged that. a day though but it hasn't one of those aged timeless, a day. yeah one of those timeless short movies. of not seeing a cell phone in the movie <laughs> well like yeah. that's the only thing that aged yeah. and we talk about remakes and stuff like that reboots and you know there's certain things you don't touch and mm. i don't think that this can I ever they don't touch i don't think they can ever touch it i don't think i i do think you could go back and you could do a modern age mm. breakfast club mm. but i don't think you can go back and do a modern age ferris bueller yeah i agree i don't think you yeah. can capture the world as it was <laughs> the at the time we'll get is deadpool <laughs> that's the closest the we'll ending get. Of deadpool. <laughs> what are you doing the movie's over you're still here go home uh so that that's going to do it for our discussion on ferris bueller's day off we do have another category this one came from our patreon listeners as well and i love this category i love the idea of it, it is movie mad scientists so uh your movie has to have a mad scientist in it i'm gonna we're gonna be pretty loose with the term mad you know uh they don't oh, i'm have, going literal with they, they they don't have to be they don't have to be um, crazy is definitely part of it except Centric for sure, uh, and they don't have to be the star of the film, but it does have to revolve around their mad science, and and that that's really where it comes mm-hmm. from. So, uh, Mark, uh, by default, you got to go first last time because we dropped Rob's movie right. from it. So your movie was in the first poll spot. You won, so you're not first this time. <laughs> well, I will not be winning this time. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I I get to go first this time. So we're going back to the order okay. uh and of course i mean mad scientist i'm going to take dr emmett brown for uh you know he is mad he is the dude that stole plutonium from the iranian terrorists <laughs> used it to fuel his flux capacitor and then <laughs> like tested it do. tested it on his dog he tested it on his dog Einstein, first. Yeah. I would have tried it on a rat, but you know, you, you tried it on your dog. You sick fuck. Are you going to start making YouTube videos yeah. next? Jesus. Sends him back in time, befriends a 17-year-old boy, and no one questions it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, I'm putting Back to the Future up for, for, for the Which poll. Which one, though? Because... 
The first one? Oh, the first one. Oh, okay. 100%. All right. 100%. It's, the, it's a perfect Nobody script. can complain. Yeah, about no, that. no. I'm just, right. yeah, just wondering. Dr. Emmett Brown is a I, mad scientist. I knew scientist. it wasn't going to be the third one, so. And the fun and the fun thing about like Dr. Emmett Brown is the entire idea of his character was was to create the eccentric mad scientist and like even down to his look, like just, mm-hmm. just the crazy hair. And then, of course, we get the Rick and Morty homage these days yeah. and stuff like that, which is a fun, brilliant way to, to play on that trope and have a lot of dark sick humor fun oh yeah with it. absolutely it speaks to me so and, i'm going a little outside the box dave with my pick and i'm actually no going to with all your picks <laughs> forever and ever <laughs> i have to stay true to myself um That's i'm going cool. with tom wilkinson's character he's played dr i don't even know how to pronounce this uh mirzawak <laughs> mirzawak <laughs> eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Yes, so Michael Gondry's classic film, one of my favorites. I mentioned it loosely earlier on in the episode. Right. I love this. It's a dark horse pick, buddy. I it like it. It is a dark horse pick. It's and not going to win shit. A lot of people love it. I mean, Dan from it's Netflix. No Back and, to the Future. Dan from Netflix and Swill was a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. I know, that. along with Back to the Future. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I have to. Mm. All right, and, and I, well, uh, just to explain a little bit. So obviously, he is the mad scientist because he erases people's memories. Right. He comes up with the. He comes up with the with the with the idea of how to erase the memories right. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. He's the scientist and the doctor that's able to um very singularly precisely delete certain memories from someone's brain. And he does it with many people throughout the film and it's um, it's 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 pretty wild. Right. Pretty wild. All right, Mark, we come down to you in our text and our group text. Yeah. I, I knew what Jay was picking, you knew what I was picking. We have no clue what you're picking. I know, I'm excited. I like this. What what, what is do you this got? down to the wire? You're biting your lip. Oh my god, look at this. Wait, I thought you guys knew. No, we didn't know. No. You didn't you never texted us. Yeah, you never I told did. us. Oh, did you? I did. All right, what is it? Look, you guys had like 150 <laughs> texts today. All right. So no, uh, I got lost. Well, I thought in the I might change it by now, but I'm going with my you know when I when you first asked me, I the first movie I thought of was uh, Reanimator, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, uh, it's hundred. Jay's never seen Reanimator. Yeah. No. So I mean, I I know I I, I kind of sent you. Oh, man, I thought mine was a dark horse. I caught it. I, Reanimator is not a dark horse. When you think of Mad Science, yeah. Reanimator is Mad Science. It's a fantastic film. There is a disembodied head who eats out a girl at one yeah. point. I mean, it's there's three of them actually, yeah. but uh, the first one I guess is what I yeah yeah. Um, well, I'm just. I'm saying like the best part is insane. Reanimator is on Jay's movie homework list. Is it? I just haven't okay. gotten to making him watch it. Well, there you go. But Two the other one stone. The other film I wanted you to 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 possibly put up was you know Jeff Goldblum's character in The Fly. Oh, I the absolutely fly, love yeah. that movie. Well, Jay, love that was Jay my has, number two. That was, Jay has I was, seen yeah. that movie. I was, that would probably be number two for me. Yeah, but I, I like this on, because yeah. Jay has never seen Reanimator. <laughs> okay. So if it wins, we get to make Jay watch Reanimator. Everyone vote for. Yeah, I mean, so Reanimator and Dead Alive are like the mm. two, or Brain oh, Dead, Dead Alive, are, are are two that Jay has not seen yet, and I would they're actually love... very similar because they're both out, like outrageously uh, gory and crazy, so. and zombies, and, and zombies and flesh things. And... I feel like Reanimator is black and white somehow. It is not. No, it's not. It is not. Okay. It is not. A no. lot of green. You're thinking news. of Frankenstein. You're thinking, yeah. A lot of green is <laughs> Young Frankenstein was another one that I thought of for this for this category. Oh, that would be a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I thought There's a lot I of good ones. I saw that either. That, Reanimator was just the first one that popped in my it's head. It's definitely so. a category. I think like maybe could squeak into season three at some point, but we haven't discussed what the topics will be for season three. Look, there's yet, so, so many topics we can dive into in different kind of ways and aspects and all that. But um, but Mark, why Reanimator, man? Like what 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 makes this a classic? Yeah. What, what um, makes it? What makes him a mad scientist? Really? Yes, 
it, I mean, when I think of a mad scientist in movies, uh, this is who I think of. And I haven't seen it in a long time, and I really want to rewatch it. So it's been years since I've yeah, seen it, but really I remember, time, so. I remember watching it. This is one of those blockbuster movies, yeah, yeah, young adult that, that I watched, uh, and I was just like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> fucking madness!" It's and one of those movies that just gets crazier as it goes. Like, it definitely walks it the line builds, of like, madness and and brilliance. Yeah. like it's, mm. it's it's very much like Eraserhead in that like, way. Uh, it's very much like Evil Dead Two. Very much like Dead Alive, like yeah, it's, Dead it's, Alive. Yeah. It, they walk these li- like these movies all walk these lines of depravity mm. and genius at the it's same time. Like so over the top that you're just like, all right, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, but not for everyone. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. definitely. So uh, those are our movies that we're going to put up for vote uh, over on Twitter. So keep an eye on our Twitter page. You can follow us on Twitter at Super Movie Pod. That's where we put up all the movie cocktail polls, and you can follow us over there. So uh, and and be part of the show you can also respond to this episode or any of our picks for our next movie cocktail you can reach us out to uh facebook or instagram facebook on super movie bros podcast and instagram super movie bros mark where can everyone find you and your fantastic podcast cult movie cult you got a new episode just dropped at the time of this oh i can't wait to listen just today american psycho uh yeah we just finished up our series about one hit wonders uh in cult cinema Flash in the can. So, yeah, we just did uh, American Psycho and it came out today. So, check it out. I really can't push uh, enough for you guys to watch Cult Movie Cult. It's kind of like the show I wish I was doing <laughs> if I had someone else as my co host other than Jay. Because, <laughs> like, Cult well, Movie you've been on our show. I have yeah. been. Yeah. But Cult Movie Cult talks about all the films I want to dive into. And yeah. I hope we get to a lot of them here well, Dave, on like, I, Movie Cult. I try Cocktail. to sneak some in for you. Yeah. I, and, like, I. I, I, I can't tell you how much like cult cinema has created me into the movie fan that I am because like I've always liked movies while growing up, but I feel like it's cult cinema that speaks to me in this way where it's like, fuck, I love this. Like mm. I, I, I love how weird and dark it, mm. it, it, it gets and, and it touches you well, in, a, in a very weird, dark place. You feel dirty watching <laughs> some of these cult movies, but you also feel it touches you. <laughs> right. Dark you also feel like Cameron at the end of Ferris Bueller, but you're changed because of it. <laughs> So um, it's cool to hear about new things. Absolutely. But so, yeah, I mean, Reanimator is definitely on that list for sure. It's definitely a cult movie. Definitely a cult movie for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, <laughs> let's see. Night of the Creeps, man. You got to get to oh, Night, uh, you gotta get to Night of the Creeps uh, at some there's point. There's so many. Dude, talk about, talk about movies we got to get to. Yeah, so many. Night so. of the Creeps. So good. Oh. Anyway, that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Please, please, please check us out on the social medias, uh, the Instagram and our, our Twitter so that you can check out the cocktail for this week you know we slaved our butts off to make this one and i'm uh, run yeah and and it was it was a fantastic cocktail that doesn't happen it's going in the book every time it happens a lot we do make gr- good cocktails every time this is one of those great ones this is one of the ones that so i would say <laughs> this is one of those ones that i would say goes goes down in yeah in the pantheon of of movie cocktails it's for movie everyone to try so it's good <laughs> so have a great one guys cheers cheers
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.